are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Happy draft day, everybody. And to get this thing started, we have brought on one of our favorite guests. She's more excited about episodes three and four of The Last Dance than she is about the NFL draft. And she feels that Creed Bratton is the best character on The Office. Ladies and gentlemen, from Buccaneers.com, Carmen Vitale. Carmen, how you doing? You might actually not be far off with that first <laughs> I don't know what I'm more excited for the last answer. No, it's obviously the NFL draft, but thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Um, I told you guys off recording that this is going to be an interesting one with me because I'm delirious and running on basically no sleep given everything that's happened in the last 24 hours. So let's go. Yeah. And I mean, for anybody out there listening to this show who might not know what you're referring to, of course, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have executed a, a brilliant trade, if you, if you ask me for former New England Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski to join the team in exchange for a 2020 seventh-round draft pick. Or, well, the Bucks also get a 2020 seventh-round draft pick and send their compensatory fourth-round draft pick. Uh, so, Carmen, I mean, first things first, you know, no reason to, to beat around the headline. Uh, what are your general thoughts about adding a tight end the caliber of Rob Gronkowski and what it does for this team? Yeah, it's still extremely surreal. I mean – the other thing that we're like glazing over at this point is like the man just came out of retirement. Like the man was retired as of two days ago. <laughs> like, and as far as anyone knew, he was happily retired. Um, even he said, we got to talk to him today on a zoom call. And even he said that, you know, even towards the end of what he he had been fielding offers and, and questions all season, you know, of, of people wanting him to come back and this and that and the other, and even towards the end of the season, he didn't have, like, that burning fire to return uh, to the game. And it's only been, you know, as of late that he wanted to. So he came – he actually used the phrase that, like, it was, like, the last couple of weeks. I'm like, so you made the decision to come out of retirement in, like, two weeks. <laughs> but it, it's, it's wild. And I'm so excited to have someone like him. Um, again, it's just more than what he can bring on the field. Um, it's the dynamic that he brings and the, ex- the winning experience that he brings, same with Brady. Um, and to see those two together can set the example for everyone in the locker room um, and seeing how they work. And I just can't wait to see him in the locker room. Hopefully he's covered up, though. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, according to Tom Brady on the Howard Stern interview, that, exactly. that seemed to be a little bit of a problem. Um, but we we were on the call with with Gronk. Neither one of us asked any questions, but we were there. And uh, one of the things that he talked about that I was really interested in, I think it was Greg Allman that asked the question. He asked about what weight he played at and and where he is now. And you know he started expanding on how great his body feels taking this year off. And, and he feels like he's really in a great spot right now. He did talk about that quad contusion that he still has, but talked about, you know, not being able to walk for weeks after that last Super Bowl against the Rams. I mean, 
do you think that this this year off, even though, as you said, you know, he just came out of retirement like two days ago, does this year off give the Buccaneers an opportunity to have, you know, almost prime Gronkowski on their team? Honestly, that was more of my thought. Like, people are saying, well, he's been out of football for a year. I'm like, I think that's a good thing when it comes to Gronk because of just all of the pain and the injuries and everything that his body never had a chance to heal from. Um, you know, going like the off season, I know we let, it feels really long for fans. Um, and it's it, even, you know, from my perspective, like the off season, it needs to be shorter, but for these guys and their bodies, you know, they really need every single chance or every single day of the off season to recover and prepare themselves for six months of taking a beating. So the fact fact that he has gotten to, you know, just completely relax, be on his own terms. He said that he's still been working out. He's an obviously not to the level of like an NFL strength and conditioning program, but, um, you know, he's, he hasn't been like a slouch. And then he said that he's only like 15 pounds lighter than his playing weight. Um, and I was like, thank God that, you know, we're all muted. Cause I was just laughing hysterically when he was talking about, yeah, all you got to do to put on those 10 pounds is like add some more almond butter and blueberries and just drink a bunch of shakes. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you know, he doesn't seem too worried about it. So I'm not too worried about it either. And I think that we're going to get, you know, a really good version of Gronk. He's still, he's what, 30, 31. That's not, that's not that old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I think he said he he was, you know, gonna be thirty one uh, when the season started. So, yeah. And I was I was laughing pretty hard at that at that point in time too because it that was that was our glimpse into Gronk being Gronk. Just like, eh, no big deal. You know, I can put on fifteen pounds by the end of this afternoon. I don't know what you're talking. About. <laughs> It's, yeah, actually, and I do know that he's going to be 31 in a couple months because him and I are uh, I'm obviously showing my age, but him and I are a couple months apart. So um, he was, this is actually really funny, and I can't wait um, to actually meet him to throw down this. And David, you'll appreciate this, obviously. He went to University of Arizona, um, while I, and, and he was there while I was at ASU. So his first two years, and we're the same age in school. So his first two years at Arizona were my first two years at Arizona State, and both of those years um, he missed his, his his third year with injury before he declared for the draft. So we only played in two territorial cups, and uh, we split the series with him. So I have to imagine there's going to be some bets going around come uh, this season with ASU and U of A. Yeah, you need, a, you need to figure out a way to get him into some Sun Devil gear for a press conference or a locker room session. Oh, it'll absolutely happen as long as the you know my Sun Devils, our Sun Devils, hold up their end of the bargain and win this hey, year. But, as long as they got Herm on the job, they have a chance. Well, um, they've won the last like three years. So no. I'll tell you, though, I have a, a former soldier of mine actually text me today. Uh, interestingly enough, because he also went to uh, Arizona and he, he reminded me, he said, did I ever tell you? about the times I used to party with Gronk when we were in school. He said, yes, you've told me. And yes, I still forgive him for that even more so now than ever before. Right. Uh, so, yeah, good times. Great times. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't say that I was his biggest fan in, in college, obviously. Um, but, yeah, we, we split the series. Um, my first year, we, ASU won. It was at home. And then we went to U of A the next year and lost there. But it was funny because one of our um, 
scouting assistants commented on one of my tweets, uh, or I think I commented on his because he said something about U of A. He tagged U of A when we got the news about Gronk. And I was like, oh, I'm, un- I'm unfollowing you. or like unfollowing. And then he sends me back a picture of Gronk scoring a touchdown at ASU. And I was like, yeah, but y'all lost that game. <laughs> and I was there. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of your favorite beverage while you're watching all the Tom Brady film you can consume, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. No more trips to the store. No more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDONNFL. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Post made it. We are joined by Buccaneers.com's Carmen Vitale, and it's time to turn our attention to the draft, one of the most exciting times of the year. So, Carmen, there's there's rumors everywhere right now. It is rumor season. It, everybody is lying their butts off. But the latest things are the Dolphins are trying to get pick number three from the Lions without giving up number five because they want an offensive tackle. The Atlanta Falcons are looking to move into the top 10. The new rumor is they want to go after one of those top offensive tackles. We have in Tampa Bay a general manager that has never traded up in the first round. Do you feel personally without, you know, whether you have any inside information or not without divulging such, do you feel this is the draft where we're going to see Jason Light be more aggressive than he's ever been, not even because he wants to, but more out of necessity than anything else? Um, I'll tell you right off the bat that I have no inside information as to what Jason's about to do. Um, but, and, you know, again, bringing up that, yes, he's never traded up in the first round. Uh, Bruce doesn't take tackles in the first round, like all this other stuff. I honestly, quite frankly, I don't care about any of that at this point. 2020 is the upside down. The Bucks have Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, and nothing makes sense anymore. So who am I to say that we're not going to trade up and take a tackle? Um, I think that that would obviously have some residual ramifications, um, given that, you know, we did give up the fourth round pick uh, and like our compensatory pick. Um, so I don't know that we would want to sacrifice too much in order to do so. Um, but, you know, there are other ways of acquiring capital, you know, or, you know trading down then in, in, in subsequent rounds. Um, Jason seems to be very good at maneuvering that kind of stuff. So we'll see. Um, I know the tackle is a, an absolute necessity. So I wouldn't be shocked, and I think you guys will see that I wouldn't be shocked in uh, Scott and I's dueling mock draft coming out tomorrow. 
Yeah, I was actually wondering when those going to come out. I know Scott Reynolds is also dropping one. We're actually dropping our own three-round mock. It's not a seven-round mock, but we're dropping our own three-round mock tomorrow as well. So just mock draft madness on th- a Thursday morning for everybody out there. Uh, but Carmen, you know, along with those rumors, there's also been talks of the, opp- of the potential. What if the Buccaneers miss on an offensive tackle? What if they're all gone? What if they're just, you know, the coverage to bear when they come? It comes their turn to grab what they, what they need. And obviously, most people have turned to the defensive side of the ball. I know there's been some speculation that maybe they go after a running back, maybe a wide receiver like Henry Ruggs. Uh, the third, if he's available, is attractive, uh, which would be amazing on Madden. But as far as the future health of the team, I don't know. So what would you rank? I've seen you guys talk about Caleb on Chase on. You've talked about Javon Kinlaw. Uh, if you, you know, got to, got to do Jason Light's job tomorrow and all the tackles are gone, what is your second priority for this team uh, in the draft room? I think it it does depend on who who is available then at that point. Um, and I don't think that these guys are, you know, any – like you'll see, you know, draft like Vita, draft like OJ. You know, you, they're not afraid to take the best player available, whether or not that's deemed a crucial need at that point. Um, so I – if Javon Kinlaw is there, that's who I would take. And I know I've said that before. Um, I do think that he would just be such an amazing asset for this defense. I know where we signed Sue, but it's, again, it's, it's, it's a matter of that rotation and keeping, you know, those guys fresh on the interior. And what Javon Kinlaw can do is he can, you know, get into the backfield and get a pass rush from the interior, um, which is something that, you know, the Bucks were kind of lacking last year. Um, if you could point out, you know, a place where they could have improved. Um, and then, you know, it obviously helps make the number one rushing defense even better. So I think that that is the best bang for your buck at that point. Um, or, you know, the possibility of you do trade down, gain some more capital, and then maybe you take a running back at, you know, the later part of the first round, um, something like that. But I personally, especially given my defensive propensity, uh, would, would, would scoop up Javon Kinlaw if he's there. Uh, Derek Brown too if for by some you know stretch of the imagination he's available at that point too now I asked something similar to this to Scott when we had him on last week but when you take a look outside of the the projected first round picks and you start to look into day two day three who is somebody that through this process where you and Scott have been doing your, your dueling mock drafts or going through and, and watching some of these college players, who's one player that you have really just fallen in love with that you would be over the moon for the Buccaneers to take on one of these subsequent rounds after Thursday night? Hmm. Well, who did Scott say? Well, when I, I, I kind of rephrased it for you. When I asked Scott, I was like, who was your favorite prospect that really nobody's talking about? And he talked about two people that everyone is still talking about, which would be uh, Jonathan Taylor. And then David was the other one, Chase on? Scott loves Chase on. Okay, so then it, it, it would have been Chase on. Scott fell in love with him at the combine. Scott and I uh, apparently agree on a lot of things draft-related this year. Yeah, and on it, like honestly, I'm not – like I was very much in love with him too. Um, at, at the combine, he he just blew everyone out of the water on, on, at his podium session. Um, another guy though that did that at the combine um, that some people I've seen talk about a little bit has been Zach Bond from Wisconsin, pass rusher. Um, he was another one at the podium where it was like this guy gets it like hundred percent. He started as a quarterback actually going into Wisconsin. And so he has this very spherical view of football itself. And he's just like, his football IQ is just off the charts. And anybody that you talk to 
will tell you that about him. And then he's really athletic too. Um, so I really like him as a pass rusher. Uh, and I have him going in the first round in most of my mocks. Um, and I don't think that like, he's really getting a lot as, as much play as I think that he maybe should be. Um, but if you're talking like second, third round guys, oh, gosh, it's been so long since I've like even really thought about it. Um, I mean, like going back to like the senior bowl, I was really excited to see um, Ben Bart, who is the tackle out of St. John's. Um, there's been some whispers about him uh, before. And then like, you know, during that time, the senior bowl, I know a lot of people were talking about him. And I haven't really heard much about him since. And I think that that's probably because you're looking at him in like the third rounds. Um, you know, what I really liked was the running back out of Baylor to Michael hasty or to Michael. Yeah. To Michael hasty. Yeah. I just, I just Googled it. So nobody give me any credit. Um, <laughs> Draft day on the Locked On Bucks podcast, joined by Carmen Vitale of Buccaneers.com. And Carmen, uh, we've already talked about it a little bit on our on today's episode with you, but mock drafts, right? Mock drafts are all the rage and everything starting back in January. I mean, if if any of our listeners are fans of the draft network, uh, you've probably been looking at mock drafts all football season, even going back to the to opening week uh, last year. But with the final mock drafts going, we've got kind of a favor we want to ask of you. Uh, we get voicemails on the show. Um, you've answered some in the past as well, and. We got a specific voicemail from one of our listeners who dropped a mock draft of his own on BucksNation.com and asked us for our opinion. So we thought it might be fun and it might be pretty cool for, for him if you actually shared your opinion of that mock draft. So sure. what do you think about that? Yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. All right. What's up, guys? Um, my name is uh, Timmy Los Angeles from Orlando, Florida. Um, I am extremely pumped for the draft. There are... So many players I would like for the Bucks to uh, to select. Um, I was just wondering if you guys could check out uh, my NFL Mock Draft 2.0 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Bucks Nation. Uh, the username is All Pro All Pro Bucks 45. And so just let me know what you think about it. Right. Love the show. Take care, guys. All right, Timmy, appreciate the phone call. And yeah, I mean, Carmen has agreed to uh, to go over this with us. So just for uh, reference purposes, Timmy did this mock draft before the trade, uh, which adds a seventh round draft pick for the Buccaneers this year and gets rid of that compensatory fourth round draft pick. Uh, but here is what Timmy or all pro bucks 45 on bucksnation.com put in the fan post section, which we appreciate you doing both. Uh, first round, he's got first off a trade with the Miami Dolphins. So the Buccaneers trade back from 14 drop down to 26, add 39 in the deal, and they get Josh Jones out of Houston with the 26th overall pick, Jalen Rager out of TCU, the wide receiver, with the 39th overall pick in the second round. Uh, then the, their second, second round pick, 45th overall, they draft Cam Akers, running back out of Florida State. Third round, they get right guard out of LSU, Damian Lewis. In the fourth round with the 117th pick, Richard Lawrence, another LSU Tiger, coming to the Bucks interior defensive lineman. Uh, that fourth-round pick that now belongs to the Patriots was Geno Stone, safety out of Iowa. And then fifth round, he's got Calvin Throckmorton, offensive tackle out of Oregon. And then in the sixth round, Nate Stanley, quarterback out of Iowa. There is no seventh pick or seventh-round pick again. This mock was done before the trade. Uh, but, Carmen, I mean, uh, first off, I mean, any surprises here? Any, anything that you just flat-out want to tell our listener that they're wrong about? <laughs> 
No, I don't think that they're flat out wrong um, necessarily about anything. I don't totally trust Oregon uh, offensive linemen, but that's neither here nor there. I do really like Kyle Long, so I can't really hate that much. Um, Let me start with first round. I like what he did because I'm assuming that at 14, none of the big four tackles were available. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm going off that assumption. And so by trading back, you still end up with Josh Jones, who I don't really think is that far out of the top four. Um, especially after seeing him mobile. So I like this. I like that part a lot. And then picking up the extra second rounder with that first second round pick though. I think that assuming Clyde Edwards Hilaire is there, I'm going to take him. I'm going to take a running back first um, just because this receiver class is so deep. Um, and that's not obviously the most pressing need for the bucks. Um, I would switch those for sure. Um, but other than that, I like it. You you want some depth with Damian Lewis. It's not a really great class for interior offensive linemen, but you want some of that depth. And Damian Lewis was another one in Mobile that I saw that I really liked. Um, Don't know much about Rashard Lawrence. Uh, I would think, like, and again, you want that interior D-line rotation. So I like the thought behind that. Um, Geno Stone. I like him, and I think that the Bucks really do need to look at a safety in some of the later rounds. I don't think that it's realistic to think that they're going to, you know, spend a, you know, a top, top like a top pick on it. Um, but yeah, and then quarterback wise, I think I take uh, what's his name, Anthony Gordon, out of Washington State before I would take Nate Stanley. But we'll see how. I don't know how. Like I don't know where he's going to go. Right the back end of these quarterbacks, like I, I don't like, I don't even know where Jalen hurts is going to go at this point. So I feel like he, he's got like a three round like window. It's like, it's such a large window. Um, but I really do like the Washington state quarterback and I would love to hear his stories about Mike Leach. Yeah. (laughs) Those would be entertaining. Um, yeah, I've heard some love for him. James Morgan is another guy that I know some people are attached to. Nate Stanley is a guy that we've heard mocks to the bucks of course uh, i know you've got you've got your eyes on mock drafts out there too so that's nothing new um i mean overall I, I i mean i like it as well uh i like josh jones i think he's our fifth guy in fact in the in the locked on nfl podcast uh, mock draft james and i actually traded out of 14 to 22 with the minnesota vikings and we nabbed josh jones and added a second round pick as well in that uh, we didn't get to make those subsequent picks so that would have been a lot of fun i, I like what rager brings to the field Cam Akers, I'm kind of with you. Like, it just kind of depends on who's available. You know, like, if, if we're going Akers over Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Dobbins or Swift or any of those guys, I think, you know, I might have a, a little bit of an issue with that. But, I mean, Cam Akers by himself in a vacuum is not a bad piece to add. And then, yeah, Damian Lewis, I think where it comes to, like, the, the, the later parts of day two, uh, Damian Lewis is about as good of an interior offensive lineman as you can expect to get in that range. Uh, so I really like him as well. Um, overall, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's a good, a good mock draft. Um, but I know that we also wanted to get your opinion on another mock draft. Mm. Yeah, we uh, we did a full three round mock draft here for for the podcast. So curious to get your thoughts on how David and I did with the Bucks. And for the sake of the exercise, there were no trades. Okay, that makes things so much easier. Yes. <laughs> so round one, we had the Buccaneers take Makai Becton. Okay. Round two, J.K. Dobbins. Okay. And round three, Chase Claypool. Okay. Did you guys have a choice with Makai, or that's who just fell? That was the last remaining of the top four offensive tackles uh, 
Okay. And yeah, he, he fell to 14. Not that like it, it even matters. Um, I do. The biggest thing that I've been saying about Becton is that he's got the highest ceiling, I think of these guys. But like, if you're looking for an immediate contributor, it's going to be a little bit more like he's going to need a little bit more time to acclimate is my um, feeling about him. Um, but he's, you know, massive and I feel like you can probably just make him stand there and he'll do his job. Um, but I like, I don't know that I love the JK Dobbins though. Is this, was this the um, JK Dobbins versus Clyde Edwards Lair? It was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we did not specify names as to who <laughs> we reached out to, but since you added yourself, yes. And <laughs> let me tell you, Carmen, you were on the right side. <laughs> so then, how did it end up with J.K. Dobbins? Because you and James uh, were outnumbered heavily, heavily. We were heavily heavily <laughs> heavily. Listen, I'm not taking anything away from J.K. Dobbins. Trust me, like, I, you know, I saw those playoff games, and, you know, he, when he breaks loose, he's fast, and he can get between the tackles. I'm not taking that away from him. But, like, he's very – I feel like he's way too similar to Rojo. And, like, we have Rojo. So, like, let's get someone like Clyde Edwards-Lair, who was, like, was he a receiver? Was he a running back? I don't know. <laughs> So that's the funny thing because and I think that's what and something that James and I talked about when we were going back and forth doing the mock. That's the reason that uh, we decided to reach out and and kind of poll, you know, uh, to to quote uh, who wants to be a millionaire, call or your phone a friend. But we phoned a few friends. Um, <laughs> it's because they really are. They're like you know, as far as like fits with the Buccaneers for us anyway. They're like one A and one B. There's it's really not a one and a two. So you like both. Um, and, and to be fair, uh, at least one of the individuals, if you want to know, we'll tell you when we're done recording, but one of the individuals responded and said, JK, but I wouldn't be mad with either. You know, like we go either way on this, but I'm going to say JK. And the other one uh, didn't specify that, but I know just from other interactions uh, with him that he feels the same way that if it was Clyde Edwards Alaire who won, he's not going to be mad about it. But, you know, if, if it's him making the pick, it's going to be JK. Um, so I think everybody kind of agrees that whether it's Clyde Edwards Alaire, whether it's JK Dobbins, you're getting a good running back. Um, just kind of which one do you prefer, I suppose. And, yeah, I mean, me personally, I went with uh, the history. You know, again, he's he's the first running back in Ohio State history to have 2,000 yards on the ground, which I know uh, isn't, you know, a pass-catching stat. But, I mean, that's that's something of an achievement in itself and uh, kind of shows his upside. But, yeah, it was close. James uh, was was not mad, but he definitely was not happy was, for a little while. I was mad. <laughs> I mean, like I, I don't know that I would go so far as to say I was like mad about that. Um, again, I, I didn't. I said I didn't want to take anything away from J.K. Dobbins. I think he's a great player. I just think that if you're based on everything that Jason and Bruce have said, it's it kind of sounds like they're putting together this like running back by committee, and they even try, you know kind of did that last season between Peyton and and Rojo and Dare. So they have this kind of like running back by committee strategy here and if you're going with that you need all these guys to have to be good at different things and so that's why i would you know and, and they've even said that they're looking at pass catching backs so that would be the reason i would take and clyde definitely and i did i did concede in the conversation clyde edwards there and even though it's you know mainly one year of real production i mean blew the blew the blew the, rip, the lid off of it as far as competition between he and any of these running backs and receiving so Okay. But what about Chase Claypool? Because that's been Wait. a guy that James and I have kind of fallen in love with over this draft process, and we actually completely agree on that player, which, 
I don't know if that really supports our case. Uh, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts about adding a guy like Chase Claypool in the third round if that happens? Yeah, I, li- I like it a lot. Um, I have a very – my best guy friend is a huge Notre Dame fan. Um, so he is in my ear all the time about every single Notre Dame player ever, whether or not it's warranted. Um, but I do think that it's probably warranted in, in this regard. Again, he's just, and I think that, you know, in any other draft that isn't this deep at that position, he's, you know, you're, you're talking about him at least in the second round, um, as a second round talent. So I think, you know, you get him in a third, in the third, I think he, he fits right in and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that pick at all. Good job. All right. Well, Carmen, we know you guys are going to have a ridiculous amount of coverage coming up over the next couple of days. Let everyone know what you guys are going to have on tap regarding uh, the Buccaneers in the draft over at Buccaneers.com. Well, um, we are obviously we are hosting a virtual draft party. Um, so that's the big thing that's happening. And it's going to be hosted by Scott and Casey. Uh, there are celebrity guests. There are player guests that are dropping in. Um, it's a chance to interact, ask questions. There might be even some, you know, little contests and prizes um, and surprises. So that's going to be really fun. And then um, that starts at 7. And then the live stream goes off uh, once the draft starts at 8. Um, but then you can go to the – within the Facebook fans group, I will be answering questions starting at 8. Um, from, you know, from fans in the thread. So that's going to be really fun. And all of the reaction is going to continue throughout the first round. So super pumped to get all that going. I'm just, I'm so excited for the chaos that is going to be this virtual draft. <laughs> I just hope none of it, you know, is, is a bad, is bad chaos for us. Um, other than that, yeah, that's, that's, that's the big stuff coming up. So all right, yeah, my, my money is on if any team's internet connections screw this up, it's either going to be one of the teams out of Ohio or it's going to be Bill O'Brien. One of those three. If, I mean, what else can go wrong for the Texans, though, right now? Like, I would just, I would just feel bad. I would feel so bad. Uh, they'll, they'll do something, and I am here for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't wish any, any issues on anybody because that, that's karma that'll come back around. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not wishing for it. I'm just expecting it expecting and I'm it. looking forward to finding out what happens. Yes, that is a thing that's probably going to happen because this is the NFL and this is the world we live in. But hey, at least we have the last dance episodes three and four on. Oh, we sure do. Uh, so excited. Uh, it's fantastic. So with that, Carmen, thank you so much for coming on and doing our draft preview with us, talking a little Gronkowski. Appreciate everything that you guys do over at Buccaneers.com. Of course, you can find Carmen on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow her on Instagram at V. That's C-A-R-M-I-E and the letter V. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Round the clock draft coverage for all of you. Bailey Adams, one of our writers, does an amazing job of doing things you need to know about the new draft picks. He digs up some really, really great stuff. I don't know how he does it, but that's why I keep asking him to do it, because he does it really, really well. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Enjoy draft night, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.